The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletical Physical Therapy and CDW. Hey, plus, good evening, everybody. Good to be with you once again. Our weekly edition here, along with uh, Tom Thayer and Jim Miller, the former Chicago Bears offensive lineman, Super Bowl winner, and starting quarterback of the Bears in that fantastic 2001 playoff run. Jim Miller from Sirius XM NFL Radio. I'm Jeff Joniak. Good to have you alongside everybody. Our producer tonight, Sean Anderson. We got a full show scheduled tonight. Coming up at 6:10, we round out our rookie class. Cornerback Kendall Vildor out of Georgia Southern. One of the three uh, fifth-round picks will join the program. And then at 6.30, we know we're going to have a great conversation with Sam Acho, the former Bears linebacker, a prominent voice right now, social justice issues and ties with George McCaskey, the chairman of the board of Chicago Bears. So we'll be looking forward to that conversation as well. And, fellas, good to have you alongside. The off-season program is over, at least from the meeting perspective for the Chicago Bears. Today was it. And now they get ready for what they hope will be a normal training camp, Tom and Jim. Yeah, you know, Jeff, they've still done more than they used to do in training camp. I mean, they've had, I mean, in, in the off season, they've had plenty of meetings. They've had a chance to have at least eye contact with these players, whether they're veterans or rookies, whether they're free agents coming in to learn information for the first time. So when you listen to Matt Nagy's press conference, it's nice to hear him walk away with confidence that their team is in a good place because we're in an era right now. You're not only considering the production as a football team on the field. You're also considering how you make the team a more a, a better working environment than maybe it has in the past, but it's always been a great working environment at Hallis Hall. Yeah, and I, I just think how much more install can you do without really taking one rep of, of what you're installing? You know, how deep can you go into, into the playbook? I'm sure with the veterans, it is uh, you know, a, a good place where you can go. But I think for the first-year players that are new on board, like, say, a, a young uh, Kendall Vildor will be joining us uh, uh, this evening on the show. Uh, you know, it, again, I think they can say conceptually they have it, but until you see them in a rep against a different look, whether, say, maybe it's a man call versus a zone call versus maybe a, a blitz call or a, a base defense alert automatic blitz on, on certain plays, I think there's only so deep you can go into the playbook where players can only retain so much where really the learning is going to be on the field when they make a mistake and you can physically get your hands on them and really point out the mistakes via the tape of the rep they just received during the practices. Now, now, man, Nagy wants to turn them loose, get himself physically right, get himself mentally right. So you guys both played long careers. If you were just in meetings all this time, when you do show up for training camp, is it going to be confusing? Oh, my gosh. Do I remember this? Do I remember that? How do I retain all of this information? I just sucked in over two months, and then I had this five, six-week delay. How do you do it? Well, to me, I think this will be the hardest year the rookies have ever had going into training camp because you're going to forget a lot of what you meant, but what you learned – but, you know, Jeff, you weren't introduced to the speed of the game through OTAs, whether it's in shorts and T-shirts or full pads. There's a certain introduction. There's a certain reality that you get of uh, making sure that you're on the field for the first time, making sure that 
you understand the speed of the game. And so that's the, like the, the key ingredient here that they're missing. They don't have an introduction to that speed yet, so they're going to have to catch up to the speed of the game in full pads in full-speed events and training camp. Jim, yeah. what advice would you give to everybody, veterans I would, included? I would take the physical side of it out of the equation, meaning I am going to show up in the best shape of my life. All right, where that that you know where that transition from just being in good shape into football shape is accelerated at a great place because anything else I can learn mentally along the way. If I'm physically up to the task, now I'm just mentally challenging myself. I'll be able to physically go out or even stay after practice and get other reps that I need to do physically, whether it's drops in coverage, whether it's certain pass rush moves against maybe an offensive lineman, and maybe I'll ask them to come out, hey, stay for a couple extra reps. So I would literally show up in the best shape of my life that I ever have. I'll take care of the mental side and any install that's there, but it'll allow me to stay after and get extra reps that I'll make sure I'll be physically able to do to get caught up to speed quickly. Well, it's a tight team, maybe a tighter team after all what's going on here over the last nine weeks, ten weeks, and it's a hungry team because of what happened last season, the unfulfilled expectations that they all feel individually, but you got a bunch of guys, Eddie Jackson, Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, Jermaine Effetti. We're going to hear from all these guys tonight as we break down the Bears for 2020. Coming back, we'll have our... Rookie selection tonight, fifth round, Kendall Vildor out of Georgia Southern, the cornerback to join the program with Sean Anderson top there. Jim Miller, I'm Jeff Joniak. This is Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Back with you on Bears All Access. Brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Good to have you alongside as we break down here on this June 11th, the Bears of 2020 with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, joined now by rookie fifth-rounder Kendall Vildor out of Georgia Southern, the 5'9 190-pounder out of College Park, Georgia. Did I get all the math right on you, Kendall? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'd love to give you the six feet, right? Because... I'm five seven and a half. I'm five seven and a half on on a good day, so I feel you. I mean, I, I've seen guys come through the doors at Hallisaw for the last twenty four years about your size, and they uh, they they can be nasty, they can be physical, aggressive, and yes, you know, pretty amazing. So I think that's part of your makeup. You have that aspect to your game. You're you're not backing down from anybody, are you? You're kind of fearless. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Most definitely. And where did that come from? Um, just I feel like just growing up uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, College Park, to be exact, just growing up, you know what I mean, in, in hard environments and stuff like that, just always want to have that edge. And, and just older people um, around me just uh, installing that edge, having that edge mindset. And I just kept that along throughout me when I was just playing uh, Little League football, middle school, high school, college. And now to the pros, I'm going to keep that same mindset, just want to go out there and dominate. Hey, Kendall, you know, when I watch your highlight tape, you know, you kind of got to watch it carefully, but I like to see what I see. You're really pesky around the football. But one thing I notice is when you see the football coming out of the quarterback's hands and you believe that you have a better chance of catching it than the wide receiver, you go after a football. Is that a process that you developed over the, the three years that you were a starter, or is that always that you maintained? If the football's in the air and you can get it, it might as well be yours. 
Yeah, I say um, just growing up being an overall athlete, playing um, wide receiver a lot as well. So when I transitioned to actually being a full-time cornerback, uh, I still had that wide receiver mentality in my head where if the ball's in the air, I'm going to make a touchdown like I'm playing wide receiver. But now I'm on defense. I'm going to get that interception. Um, playing baseball as well. I played center field um, my sophomore year through my senior year of high school. That kept me with my ball skills as well. And the way that I actually train, um, when we train it every day with our, our normal DB drill, we always um, using the ball, um, doing long ball drills and different things like that. So all of that, of course. You know, also, you know, you have three years as a starter, and you kind of, you know, earn and gain that mentality of I'm a starter. So I don't, I don't have any size concerns about you. But now you look at a team that needs a cornerback, a starting cornerback. Is your mindset that you're going to earn one of these jobs? Because once you have the mantle as a starter and you do it for three years in college, it's hard to give that up. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I know it's an opportunity for me to come uh, come out for the um, Bears uh, organization and uh, compete for a start, starting spot. I mean, that's what they drafted me for. Uh, I just want to be able to go out there when I get there, just show what I can do, um, showcase my talents and my abilities and, um, for the coaching and just let them make the decision. I want to contribute anywhere I can. Special teams, of course, that's a big part of the game, so I just want to help contribute anywhere I can early on. Well, Kendall, Jim Miller here. Welcome to Chicago. And know it's uh, got to be exciting for you to enter your first training camp. And how was the anxiety from that standpoint? Because really, you haven't been on the field to, to get one rep. I know you're probably doing stuff individually and, and doing some mm-hmm. things on your own. But how is it all sinking in and how you're applying it in your workouts to be ready for your first NFL training camp? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy times that we have right now because usually I would have been up there for rookie mini camps and OTAs and different things like that. So just really now just digging in into the playbook, just making sure that I know my assignments, where I'm supposed to be lined up, um, where I'm supposed to be covering different things like that. So when I finally get there, it, it, it's second nation to me. Like I'm able to go out there, play fast without any, mis- any mistakes and everything like that. So it, it's something I'm, really, I'm adjusting to and everything, but I'll be ready. Well, that's funny that you just said that. I didn't even think about this. I remember when I got drafted, it wasn't until I put on my helmet for the first time and my my uh, shoulder pads that I really felt, hey, this is about to happen, that I'm going out for a practice. Right, have, right. You, have, you have, have you been able to even put on your Bears helmet yet to, to feel part of it? No, I haven't. I mean, they sent me some gear and everything like that, so that kind of gave me a little feeling and everything, but... Uh, it, it, I, I ain't ever put no helmet on in there yet, so I know when I finally get there, put that helmet on, and, and do that first practice, it's going to be surreal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you're going to love it, my friend. So good luck from that standpoint. Well, when you when you look at it in the gear that they have sent you, have you been able to to apply it in in every way possible to to make sure you come up and come into camp in the best possible shape that you can come in? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, the stream coach he's been sending us um workouts and everything like that. So I've been following that plan, uh, making sure um that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. So when I'm get up there, I'm in shape and everything like that. I'm fast and I'm strong and I'm um, detailed in my techniques and stuff. Kendall Vador is our guest here on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller. I'm Jeff Joniak, the rookie out of Georgia Southern, a familiar school for Bears fans because of Bears running back Adrian Peterson. Uh, we love that guy here. His teammates. Uh, really respected Adrian for what he had to go through in his life and how he just went about his daily work here. And a very beloved figure here uh, from the guys who played with him uh, on the uh, 06 Super Bowl team and whatnot. And, and you were influenced by him a little bit. He's the director of student-athlete development there at Georgia Southern. What were conversations like with him uh, over the years, and, and how did you guys connect? 
Oh yeah, um, Adrian Peterson. He he's a um, good person to me. Um, just him being in the situation that I was in, coming out of college, having to um, get having the ability to get ready to go to the pros and everything like that. So he gave me a lot of advice. I mean, uh, anything I needed, he was always there for me. He was actually um, there for uh, academics uh, part of um, at Georgia Southern as well too. So. He helped me with all my classwork. If I had any issues with any assignments that I needed and everything like that, he was there to help. So, yeah, Agent Fitness, he's been a big part of my um, career right now. And it's easy to forget that Georgia Southern, you know, is a smaller school, but you played big schools. You, you faced yeah. Auburn. You faced LSU. You faced Minnesota. You played big against Kelly Bryant and Clemson. That game is always talked about because of your ball skills. I mean, we're talking some big-time receivers from Tyler Johnson to Justin Jefferson to Jamar Chase. Um, that's more than just getting your feet, feet wet against competition because these guys are all going to be pros. They are pros. And you, did you think the way you faced them and no matter what the results were, that that put a lot of confidence in you that you could do that at this level? Oh, oh yeah, for sure, man. Just. In college, I mean, it's it's great receivers throughout. Even in our conference, we have a lot of great receivers that I played against and everything like that. So, uh, and then I was able to go to the Senior Bowl as well, uh, showcase my abilities against the top athletes, senior athletes in the nation as well. So, just doing that, just seeing where I stand against the top, it, it's prepared me uh, to where I am today, and I'm just ready to go out there and compete. Hey, uh, Kendall, they were talking to Buster Screen today in the press conference, and they asked him, what advice would you give to uh, the couple of the Bears corners, the couple of the rookies coming in? He said, number one, I would tell them to be in better shape than they possibly think they need to be in. And number two is make sure you get into your tablet. Mentally stay sharp. Oh, so as a defensive back, yeah, you can get on your feet and you can do foot drills and you can have access to a field where you can have running shape. How do you improve mentally just by looking at a video screen, playing a position as difficult as cornerback? Uh, I say it, it's all about having that mental visualization as well. Uh, I know me, for me, myself personally, when I'm looking at film, uh, I'm visualizing myself being in that position and making that play or playing that technique, playing that coverage as well. And also when I'm training, um, I have my trainer here – probably call the defense out for me, and I'm imagining my head, okay, I'm in this, and I'll, and I'll run through it and make it play like that as well. So it's, it's a lot of things that I'm doing right now that's helping me to uh, prepare for that. Well, I'm glad you brought up the, the Senior Bowl from your standpoint, uh, Kendall, because you went against some good receivers down there. But, you know, I know you'll be anxious come training camp and everybody wants to earn their spot. But, hey, if, if time calls where you got to go up against, uh, uh, say, Allen Robinson, let's say you're first in line and he's first up, you know, so be it. I mean, how anxious will you be to, to jump in right away? Because I think a lot of rookies, they get intimidated by that, but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, players respect that. I would think the veterans will respect if you jump right into the fire come training camp time. Your thoughts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, I mean, I, I love to compete. I mean, I, I'm not going to back down from anyone just from where, I, where I'm from, how I was raised and everything like that. So, just me going out there, going against a, a guy like Alan Robinson, that's a vet that's been in the league multiple years. I mean, I, I'm going to embrace the challenge because uh, he's going to make me better and everything like that. So that's something I'm really, really looking forward to and excited for. Well, from that a- aspect as well, and it doesn't sound like that's in your personality because I know everybody wants to, to be a part of something and get to know everybody, but everybody's apprehensive and shy. But getting to know the, the people you still need to know. I know they've called and talked to you personally or had a Zoom meeting, uh, but getting to know people that you'll be working with, 
You know, you'll be working yeah. with all those people, whether it's the training staff, the equipment staff, your fellow teammates, everybody. You got to get to know overall and who you'll be working with in order to achieve the common goal, which is to win all season long. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I'm on, these Zoom meetings that we've been having, it's been a, uh, it's a good experience for me. Just we haven't been, actually been able to be in the building and everything like that. So just um, talking to all the guys on the calls, um, Eddie Jackson, Cal, he's uh, reached out to me and everything like that. And and you you, you uh, Mister, but Miss uh, mentioned Buster as well. And me and Buster, we from the same um, hometown, and uh, we had the same trainer. They, they, my trainer and Buster grew up together. So I uh, uh, actually want to um, meet up with Buster soon uh, this off season. Oh, you're gonna like him because he's all yeah. about ball. He's all about staying fit. And uh, you know, just even talking to Jalen Johnson, your your fellow rookie. Uh, I mean, I asked him a question. I said, hey, you know, anything on the side you like doing outside of football? He goes, nope, I'm all ball. And I think Tom and Jim can appreciate that. You know, yes, there's sir. a roster full of guys that they are all about ball. Are you that guy? Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's all I do, man. When I'm, I'm just chilling at the house. I mean, I'm just they sit there at the iPad and everything. I'm just cutting on the film, just going, going through the uh, film from last year, just setting the guys that – in my position that I'm going to be probably playing in, just seeing how, how they play, seeing their techniques and everything like that. So, I mean, it's a full, overall football junkie, and that's what got me to where I am right now. Out of College Park, Georgia. Hometown of Cam Newton, and if I'm not mistaken, Ludacris. Am I right? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Also the hometown of Kendall Vidor. Thank you, young man. Appreciate it. We're looking forward to seeing you up at Hallis Hall. Yes, sir. Thank you. Kendall Vildor, our guest, will continue on Bears All Access. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Sam Acho with Jim Miller and Tom Thayer. I'm Jeff Joniak. We're brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW. People who get it, learn more at CDW.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller. As we bring you Bears All Access coming up at 6.30 or so, Sam Acho, former Bear linebacker, will be joining us. And uh, yesterday we heard some Bears players, Roquan Smith, who, who I just feel is about ready and, and actually is impactfully ready to have a big season. Yesterday he spoke with reporters and basically told them the same thing, hoping to deliver on a big year. It's just about me. I got a huge chip on my shoulder. Just really excited. I don't want much hype going into the year because I know uh, my mindset and what I plan to do uh, this upcoming season. If uh, it's all in God willing, I stay healthy. I, I definitely feel like it's going to be uh, my best my best year to date, and I feel like I'm going to do some things, you know. And, you know, a lot of people count me out, so I'm just going to get back. I'm going to get back to, like, who I really am and do pretty much everything the way I, I want to do it and uh, make, make myself the best possible player I can and uh, – yeah. yeah, because he mentioned people counted him. I don't know who those people were, but this former first-round pick who missed the last four games with the torn peck now says he's 100%. Four of his final games had 10-or-plus tackles. He was starting to hit his groove, had some personal things to take care of. But Tom and Jim, if he's a star, I keep saying this with a lot of guys, but he's entering year three. If he's the star that we think he can develop into, with everything else in that front seven and everything else on that defense – that's huge. It's huge. Yeah. I, I tell you, you know, to me, Roquan Smith is a type of guy I put Luke Keekley expectations on. And I know that's high praise because Luke Keekley possibly could be a future Hall of Famer. 
But when you talk about skills, you talk about intelligence, the ability to play football on first, second, and third down, a guy that can come out of the locker room and be a leader by his play, his role on the team. I, I'm going to elevate Roquan Smith to a, to a pedestal that very few guys can achieve. And the only reason I'm putting him on that pedestal is I've seen his abilities at work. And I know what he can do. I know what he can do second year in a system with the guys that he'll have in front of him. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Tom. But I think one thing from last year, he, he really didn't get started and he wasn't able to finish. And obviously we understand uh, the latter part when you have an injury and you're unable to f- finish. So I think for him, he's capable of all the things that, that Tom just said. But it's got to be throughout the entire duration of the season. Need to be a fast starter and needs to finish even faster. He's still in the growing phase of his career. He's not a finished product right now by any means. And so missed some time last year. We'll see how he makes up for it. He should have a chip on his shoulder, and he's capable of, of anything. His ceiling has, is so far away from, from where he's at right now because he's such a talented young man. So he should be chomping at the bit to not only start but finish in a flurry. Yeah, up the middle of that defense, bringing some speed to the equation. You know he can tackle. He gets there in a hurry, closes the gap quickly when he gets his eye on the ball and looking for big things from Roquan Smith. Coming up next, Sam Acho, the former Bear, joins us here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Back with you on Bears All Access, Tide offering free laundry services to the families of Chicagoland frontline responders until the end of June. Visit hope.tidecleaners.com to find a location nearest you. Jeff and Tom and Jim Miller, hope you guys are all doing well. Tomorrow, 1230, Facebook Live, Tom and I will be talking Bears football. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky talking tomorrow, Tom. I hope he has a lot to say. He's never shied away from the podium. But in his season, since he was drafted by the Chicago Bears, I think this is probably as, as, it, as the most interest he's probably had going to a podium at this stage of a season. All right, joining us now, the vice president of the NFL Players Association Executive Committee and the former Chicago Bear, Sam Acho, the veteran linebacker, joining the program with Jim and Tom. Jeff Joniak here, Sam. Good to talk to you once again. Uh, everywhere we turn, we see Sam Acho. We see Emmanuel Acho. You guys have been out there on the front lines of uh, getting the education out and bringing people together, and that's kind of what you've been all about your whole career, hasn't it? Yeah, well, uh, Jeff, it's good to be back on. It's kind of cool. It's one of those moments where it feels like we were kind of made for this, uh, in particular uh, just me being able to get back in Chicago, back in the community, and be able to help people find healing. I think everyone now is looking for where they can go and where they can serve and what they can do. And uh, we've been doing it for the last couple of years here in Chicago. And so uh, it's been cool to be able to lead people in that way. couple things. You know, we got a lot of questions for you, but your video with Chairman of the Board, George Hallis McCaskey, we, we know we've talked about it on this show, your relationship with George and his relationship with you is, is wonderfully unique and really creative and productive. And that video, which if anyone who hasn't seen it yet, you can check it out. Uh, go on Twitter. Go on the Bears platforms. You can see it. It's a it's a word association game, and it's no game. It's reality. But what was the genesis of that? How'd you guys come up with that? Well, uh, anybody who knows George knows his heart, and his heart is to serve and to help people, especially in situations like these. And so I just called him up. We have a great relationship. I think he saw some of what my brother was doing, and and he 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 
uh, commended him for that. And I said, hey, would you want to do something? Would you want us together to do something just to try and bring people together? We have a really unique friendship and relationship. And, and he said yes. He said yes, and we kind of thought about it over the weekend and got back together and had the idea of making this video that just talks about the differences that many people feel, but also that speaks to how we are more similar than we are different. Hey, Sam, Tom Thayer here. It's, it's really good to talk to you. And listen, I thank you, and I appreciate both you and your brother for everything that – um, everything that you've talked about and the difficulty of some of the subjects. You know, Sam, you've always put yourself out in front, whether it's union leadership in the locker room, the social justice committee, and, you know, you've taken some tough challenges. But so not there's no I in the sentence. Where do you where do we go from here and what do you want to happen next? Yeah, well, I think where we go from here is we continue to grow and we continue to heal. There are a lot of people who are hurting right now, specifically in the African-American community, there are many people who are hurting and wondering, will things ever change? Now, there are another group of people in uh, predominantly the white community who are saying, wow, I had no idea that I was a part of this problem. I had no idea that me not speaking out against racism or against bias is actually uh, causing me to be a part of the problem. And so there's a large group of people that say, how can I help? And I think the three things you do are simple. Number one, you educate yourself, whether that's uh, through a couple of books, re- books you can read or research you can do, educate yourself on American history through an African-American lens. So you do step one in order to get to step two, which is empathize. You empathize with people of color, African-American people, black people who have been going through years and years and years, decades and decades and decades, centuries of prejudice and who have felt the weight of that. And then lastly, you would advocate. And that's step three. You speak up for those who oftentimes can't speak up for themselves. Uh, There's so many African-Americans who have been trying to say, hey, look, this is happening. We're getting killed by the police or by people. There's no justice. And so now is the time. We we all saw what happened to George Floyd in Minnesota, an African-American man who was um, essentially choked to death by a police officer while three other officers stood idly by. Um, Now is the time to say, let's do something to speak up to advocate. And that speaking up can be as simple as you talking amongst your family members, but it also could be as big as you going into the community and donating your money, donating your time, donating your resources to organizations that are actually in the community making major change. You know, Sam, you put together a really impressive group of Chicagoland sports figures and you you brought them downtown and you had these discussion circles and discussion groups. I saw a still shot of you talking with, it looked like a police officer might have been leading the conversation. He has his arm outstretched. Uh, do they have a message that they, that they want heard? And how accepting of that are you? Well, the biggest thing that we got a chance to do was to heal. Uh, people are, 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 are hurt. They're, they feel the pain. They are, they've been um, injured physically. Uh, and now it's this emotional pain that the weight is, is really weighing on people. And so for us and for the kids who were there as well, there are about 30 uh, kids there and, and about 10 pro athletes and, and some officers were there as well. It was really a great chance for the officers to listen to the kids and the kids to air out some of their grievances, asking questions uh, about, about uh, is there a better way that you can police? And hearing from officers saying, hey, not all of us are like what you saw on TV. And then us all trying to come to a solution of, well, how do, we, how do we highlight some of the positive interactions with police officers? 
but also weed out the bad guys if it is an issue of bad guys. And if it's not an issue of the bad guys, how do we uh, find out where the issue starts, which it seems like it starts at the top in a lot of different police systems and even structural systems in general goes to the NFL as well. These, these biases, this, uh, uh, this, this, this systemic oppression, how do we uh, fight it and kill it and move on together? Sam, Jim Miller here. Good to talk to you. And all great points that, that you bring up and appreciate uh, what you're doing. And I did uh, read the article about uh, how you had all those sports figures in Chicago. And I was struck by the uh, the sentence by a young lady who was in the group in, at this field trip. And she said, we need, base, essentially she was saying, we need a more consistent message. Meaning, hey, you're, you're here for this event and then you're gone. It, it needs to be more consistent throughout the year where it's not when some tragic event happens and, and then everybody comes together. It needs to be more consistent. How is that goal uh, achieved from that standpoint in your eyes, Sam? Yeah, Jim, I love that question. Well, uh, we were back today. I'm actually driving back from that same community, that same neighborhood where about eight of us got back together with those same kids. And once again, we sat and we listened uh, and we learned. And so for us, it's not a one-time show-up-and-leave opportunity. This is a a commitment. We are committed. And I think it's not just us who are committed. I think a a large number of of society, people in Chicagoland are committed. I've gotten so many emails from people saying, how can I help? What can I do? We are committed. And so uh, we're going to keep on going back, and and, uh, we're going to make long-lasting change. Yeah, I think so, and I think you're right. Everybody is listening. I think everybody's eyes are are wide open uh, to this movement and what's going to happen and what can change. And I think you've seen that response not only nationally, but I think globally uh, as well. Are you encouraged with the response that has happened as of late, even with the the emails that you're saying? Because I do think uh, change is coming from that standpoint. I'm I'm overwhelmingly encouraged by the response of, not only the nation, but really, like you said, the world. We're seeing people in Paris protest, saying black lives do indeed matter, seeing people in South America protesting, people in Africa protest, everywhere around the globe people are protesting. So I'm unbelievably encouraged. And then you come back home, come back uh, to these shores and come back to our cities, and I'm getting calls and emails and text messages from people saying, I'm with you, what can I do to help? And so I am overwhelmingly and un. Uh, unbelievably encouraged. Sam Macho, our guest, the former Bears linebacker with us with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score and all access is brought to you by IGS Energy. The, the one thing that I've repeatedly heard from all the years, Sam, that I've, and you and I have talked about this, I believe, going to the scouting combine and, and just listening to uh, a majority of the participants are black football players and their situations in their communities where they came from in a lot of cases not every case was a difficult ride difficult to get to where they were and they've overcome a lot but when you mentioned that and the hopelessness and the healing and the listening how do you tell kids because it does start with the kids if you can change their minds or get them to think that yes change is possible because i fear that you hear all the time from kids that they feel well, it's really not going to change, so this is my destiny. Well, we did hear a, a little bit of that last week when we were in the community listening. They said, what's ever going to change? Nothing's going to change. And I think, for me, that was hearing those words were, were devastating because it's, it's, 
you, you get met with this reality that people come and they talk and they leave. Politicians come and they talk and they leave. Oftentimes volunteers come and they talk and they leave. And so that, I think what's different about now is that we are not leaving. Uh, we are coming and we are investing in that community. Specific, we're not spreading out. We're focused on one community, specifically the, the, on the west side of Chicago. We are focused, and that's why the cool part about, about getting athletes from all different sports is that we all have different seasons. So some of us will have free time, some of us won't. Some of us will have uh, playoffs and, and preseason, and some of us won't. So uh, we are not leaving. And so I think the cool thing for me is being able to hear from the kids and allow them to dream and say, hey, what do you want your community to look like, and how can we partner with you in getting that done? You know, Sam, when you think about sports and you have the hope that the role of sports can help the world heal either from the pandemic or the social injustice that we're going through, do you think coaches at a young level have to change the way they talk tough to players? Do you think they need to, like, soften sports talk and sports coaching? I know it's kind of off the subject, but that's, the, that's, that's our realm of opportunity throughout our life, you and me together. Yeah, Tom, you make a great point as far as uh, as far as sports having a great impact on society. Two years ago, George, George and I, McCaskey and I, went on a, a police ride-along in Inglewood in District 7, one of the roughest, quote-unquote, uh, districts in Chicago. And while we were in that car with the police officer, I asked him, I said, hey, I, I, I'm a dreamer. I'm, I'm super optimistic. I said, hey. Does us winning games, does that help your job? Does that make – I think, man, we're going to win games, win a Super Bowl, and now all of a sudden the city's going to change. Does that happen? And his response was astounding. He said, you know what, Sam, when you all win, when the Bears are playing well or the Cubs are winning or the Blackhawks are winning, when y'all are playing well, my interactions with the people in this community are a lot more positive. So instead of all interactions being, uh, you know, good guy, bad guy, we're talking about the game. We're talking about – did you see that home run that Dexter Fowler hit? Did you see what uh, what what, uh, what Rizzo did? Did you see Mitch? Uh, it's like it's this. It brings us together, and so I think there is a lot of hope that athletes can bring, and a lot of power that athletes have that oftentimes we don't even realize that um, that we that we hold. But those, it's interesting you bring that up, Sam, because those were probably the most uniting things in this country, whether it's Jackie Robinson being the uh, the first to do what he did and all these things that sports have really broken a lot of those racial barriers for decades For when you think about it. You know, um, it's, it's yeah. amazing how healing sports can be because I know a locker room is. A locker room can heal pretty quickly. You know as well as I do a locker room can. Mm. Hmm. Hey, Sam, uh, one last thing, and we'll let you go. Do you want to keep playing? Yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. You, Good. Nice. So you, you still have plans to return to the National Football League at some point? Yes. And, I'm, you know, and, and ideally, if I'm being honest with the change we're trying to see in the community, I'd love to uh, finish my career back where some of the best years happened back here in, in Chicago. Love to have you. Good. Yeah. You're a good man in that locker room, good man of the organization, and uh, a lot of great things being done by the Bears organization right now, and uh, it, it seemingly has always been that way. They've always gotten it from a social point of view. Sam, good luck with everything. Appreciate all your time, my friend. Thanks so much, Jeff, Tom, Jim. I appreciate you all. You too, Sam. you, Sam. Sam Acho, veteran linebacker and a former Chicago Bear. 
This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hey, Bears fans, it's important to stay connected now more than ever. And at Motorola, we love making that possible with the new Razor. You can enjoy staying connected a little bit more. It's a phone. It's an accessory. It's an icon reinvented. Hello, Moto. Hello, Bears fans. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller with you as we take a look at what has been an eventful offseason. But seemingly, as you listen to Matt Nagy this week, as you listen to players, a lot was accomplished and that's good for the players mentally in light of everything that has gone on that no one could have predicted in terms of the degree of which it did as we have a final few moments here on our show uh, i want to run some tape from some of the interviews the media did today and i'm going to go right uh, jim miller in uh, tom thayer's wheelhouse jermaine Fetty, the fifth year offensive lineman moving inside to try to win that guard job uh, is very, very high on Juan Castillo. He's a coach that, uh, you know, reputation precedes him. You know, he he has a history of just making guys better, you know, and however, however that he's able to get that done, he's been able to do it. And, uh, you know, you really can't say that for every coach. You know, as much as you'd like to say it, uh, especially for line coaches, the proof is in the pudding, you know, uh, with this guy, you know, Buffalo, the Ravens, you know, I've seen the tape over and over again. These guys are getting better when he's coming in in that situation. So, and the way he teaches, the way he teaches it, he makes it clear for you. He makes it, he makes it just a clearer picture for you. And fortunate, fortunate that he's here. But I think, uh, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna take everybody on the Lions game to a new level because it's something different than I've ever been taught. It's it's a different way than I've ever been taught, and I think it's different than a lot of guys have been taught. And you know, if we buy in, uh, I think he can really help us be a lot better. Uh, and be that old line that this team needs. Fellas, he mentioned something. He's being taught things he's never been taught before as an offensive lineman. What could that be? Oh, there's a lot of subtleties that coaches are so different about, whether it's what type of stance they want them to be in according to the type of play, how they want their balance associated according to how their opponent is playing against them. There are so many little intricacies of the offensive line game that you could – you know, I, one time Mark Tressman said he could sit there and design a play in an entire day. And that's the way it is with the offensive line. There are so many little details that go along with the offensive line play. And then if a body in front of you shifts one eyeball to the next, it could change the entire working atmosphere of the five guys. So there's a lot of attention to detail. But one thing you got to like about Juan Castillo, he's very intricate about how your feet and your hands work together. And it's easy to dissect the process. Jim, uh, Fetty played some tackle, but I, I think in his mind he sees himself more as a, a a big power guard. Yeah, well, he knows his role, and that, that's a it's a good thing because uh, you know the steps and all the things that that Tom are talking about. He'll be able to uh, to be on the same page with Juan Castillo moving forward, and that's as a guard, not focusing at the tackle position. So could be the 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 trek of the the running back you know whether it's a, say it's an outside zone run where the aiming point of the running back is whether it's a hook play how te- how guys are working with their steps up to the second level which is what uh, Fetty's job would do so i do think what what Tom's saying has a lot of credence every coach teaches differently and sometimes a different approach to how you teach it 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 resounds with one player more than maybe another 
you know, and just how it's taught and with some players it resonates and it sticks. And maybe that's what's happening for Jermaine Effetti, which is a good thing. And now a little Eddie Jackson, the pro bowler who just loves football, is, is dying. He needs to be out in the building. He needs to be on the field. Uh, you know, just stand in shape. You know, Coach Nagy, he, t- he want to see who's going to be conditioned when you get back to camping and who's not. And that's going to tell it all. You know, a lot of guys say, we've been, yeah, I'm working, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But it all is going to show when it's time to report back to camp. You know, and, you know, the message was just, you know, just doing what you need to do, stand on top of things and just getting focused. You know, this this five weeks right now is going to be a five, six weeks, however long it is. It's going to be very important for, for everyone, you know, to be on top of it. Because like I said, you're not, you're not in a building. You're not going through a routine that you would be. So now you have to create your own routine yourself, you know, whether it's wake up in the morning, try to do some workout or eating habits or studying film, whatever the case may be. But, you know, you just got to use this to your advantage right now. You got a lot of time you know, to take care of your body, to, to work on all the weaknesses, even the strengths, you know, that you got to get even better. So you just got to use this to your advantage and, you know, just, you know, stand out of the newspaper. You know, that's always that's always one of the messages, you know, when you're going for a while away from the building. You know, everyone just stay safe, stay out of trouble. You know, you got a lot of stuff to represent. And, you know, you just don't want nothing like that. So that's that was the message. And Jim, uh, he said earlier he would do anything, anything to be in a team meeting at Hallisaw right now. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, those can sometimes get mundane, but that's how much a guy like Eddie misses it. I, I do. If I'm a player right now, I'd be chomping at the bit. You know, I think players, they, they want to go to work. They want to get better. They want to hone their craft. They want to be a better football player tomorrow than they are are today. And they're kind of, you know, not that you can't work on and get better at things. Of course they can. But they need to, to hone their craft in a team environment because at, at the end of the day, it is a team sport. And I think they're, everybody understands, especially veteran players like Eddie, you're, you're, you're only as strong as the weakest link. And you've got to get there and work with your teammates, your coaches, people within the organization in order to, to come together and work, you know, get that chemistry you need so much as a team to have success throughout uh, an NFL season. And Tom, a chemistry now with a new safety next to him again this year. Yeah, but you know, one thing he said in this process of getting ready for the season is you have to develop a routine. Because the one thing they know, if they do get a training camp schedule and they look at the itinerary, when does Matt Nagy like to be active? Early in the morning. So if you think you're going to go home for this next six, seven, eight weeks and you're going to go, oh, you know, I feel like running at 7 p.m. Or I'm not going to get in the weight room until sometime in the afternoon. That's not the routine that's going to be the most beneficial to you. You have to go out there and you listen to every one of these veterans through their press conference. They talk about the physical and mental preparation, and that's what it's a part. And one thing about Eddie Jackson, they asked him the time frame needed to work with the, the communication between a safety or a new corner. And he says it's different between every player. It could take a couple days, it could take a week, and it could take a month. But I think with – Gibson and the the experience he has, he may be able to come here and teach Eddie Jackson nuances about this defense and NFL defenses. Interesting comments from Tariq Cohen today. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I think it's age, probably, or maybe, <laughs> maybe it's like uh, I feel like I didn't, I, I haven't been doing these things, like you know the stretching, and I really slacked on that because I feel like a big part of that was uh me being. Uh, now I have to be that leader in my running back room. I'm like the vet guy, so to speak. I had Benny before then, so I always had older guys with me that would like keep me on that, like keep me in line with 
let's go to the training room or i would see them in the training room and that would that would make me want to do it but i feel like this year i didn't have that and uh that goes to uh, another part you know not on the field but that's another part i'm looking to step up this year is uh leadership in uh, my position group and then spreading it on the, to the whole team well he's referring to betty cunningham the leader in there and he didn't attention to detail body wore down says he's done a lot more yoga and stretching to get ready for the season we're out of time but fellas need to have a big year out of Tariq, final year of his contract production down a little bit last season but he thinks they're going to go back to 18 in the way they utilized him out of the backfield and such so tom and jim let's go Tariq. right more weapons more points i think they i think david montgomery is going to have something to oh you yeah know, he's going to want oh, to yeah. interject a little conversation there yeah montgomery's going to step up and i think hey it's you kind of learn you grow as a player and it sounds like Tariq cohen uh, definitely has done that he's listening to his body and you do something about it so another you know just taking action and doing something about it i commend him and hopefully we'll be the leader they're looking for all right, fellas, thank you so much for Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, our producer, Sean Anderson, and our guest, Kendall Bildor, and Sam Acho. I'm Jeff Joniak. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.